You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly Orange, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast, your daily bite-sized podcast here at the Locked On NFL Network, where you can get the best news, coverage, and insight in all things orange and blue related. I'm your host of today's episode, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on social media at Cody Rourke NFL, and you guys can also check out the CodyRourkeNFL.com. Go over there, click on the Cody Rourke TV tab. We have a full video from this past weekend breaking down everything that happened from the Hall of Fame game, the weekend practices, and you can expect a Broncos weekly video every weekend on Cody Rourke TV over there, CodyRourkeNFL.com. Very excited to be back once again with you guys for another episode of the show here today. The Broncos, they're traveling. They're on their way to Seattle as they gear up for tomorrow's matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. It's going to be a late game, but be sure to follow me on Twitter for live play-by-play analysis and coverage of all things Broncos and the immediate post-game report following the game with Cameron Parker, my co-host, and myself. Today's rundown on the show, segment one. We're going to lead off with our lead story of the day. Starters expected to play. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth. Segment number two, the quarterback rotation for Thursday night is set in stone, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. We're going to talk about the order and maybe what to expect from the quarterbacks, what to look into. And segment number three, taking a look at the injury report as it was updated, a Bronco was added to the list at a position of need that we talked about in the offseason, a definite position where you got to have depth and Two of those positions have been impacted by injuries, unfortunately. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth. What does it mean for them at that position? What could the Broncos be looking to do? We'll talk about that all on today's episode of Locked On Broncos. But now, the lead story of the day. I'm Cody Rourke here with it, and we are talking about this Thursday night. Obviously, tomorrow evening, the Broncos are on the road at CenturyLink Field taking on the Seattle Seahawks against the starters over there. And, and the cool thing about it is the Broncos, you know what? They get to start everybody off. Von Miller is going to play. Joe Flacco is going to play. The starters, with the exception of Bryce Callahan, they're all going to play tomorrow. Now, how much do we know that they're going to play? That is up in the air. And Coach Fangio will give us probably a little bit more clarity uh, maybe before kickoff, if not, we're just going to see it when they line up on the field and they play. Now, what's the expectation here when we talk about the starters playing? If I had to do an estimation, will Joe Flacco play a whole half? Probably not. Will the starters play a whole entire half? I don't think a majority of the starters will play more than a few series. I believe guys like Shelby Harris, Adam Gottes, you know, guys that we got to see last week in the Hall of Fame game. I think we're going to see them play maybe at a little bit more of a capacity. I think we're going to see a lot of Will Parks. I think we're going to see a lot of Sewell Cravens. But ideally, the the first team defense, first team offense, we're going to see them play. That That's a cool thing. So what are we going to look at in this matchup with the Seattle Seahawks, which this is the first game for them in the preseason. Right now, it's up in the air whether or not they're going to play any starters. Right now, the expectation, I don't know if Russell Wilson is going to play based on some of the people I've been following out of Seattle. It's not looking likely that he'll play. Geno Smith did not practice yesterday, and it may be unlikely that he plays, so 
That leaves Paxton Lynch. So if Russell Wilson doesn't play at all, you can expect Paxton Lynch more than likely to start the game. Even if Geno Smith doesn't play as well, you could probably expect him to start. Now, if Russell Wilson plays, obviously he's the key starter. He's going to probably play for a couple series and and be done. And then Paxton Lynch will probably take away the rest of the reps on, on the, the rest of the game. But the Broncos, it's going to be a little bit of a different story. We're going to get into the quarterback rotation for the Broncos in segment number two in just a moment. But the thing is with these starters, you obviously want to come out with it one of two things. Now, are, are we really going to freak out if, you know, the Broncos maybe give up a big passing player, give up a run play, or, you know, a guy doesn't catch a touchdown? I don't think we're going to really over have, have to overreact to that. I think it's not necessary. But I think the thing that we want to see from a fan standpoint, from an analyst standpoint, and even from the coach's point of view, the organization's point of view, the Broncos, they want to see – Execution. Now, the Broncos, they've been installing the new scheme with Rich Scangerillo from the moment he came in during the spring. They've been doing that through the spring, through mini camp, through OTAs, through training camp. Now it's all about executing it against the other team. Now we got to see the backups. We got to see Kevin Hogan. We got to see Drew Locke. We got to see Brett Rippon. We got to see Kalfani Muhammad, some of the starting O line, a lot of the backup O line the rest of the way. And you know what? I, I liked the, the offensive sets that we saw early on. A lot of play action, a lot of bootleg. Everything is going to be predicated off of setting up the run game. I mean, it's going to start off run, run, bootleg, run, run, bootleg run, bootleg, run, bootleg. Those are the kind of scenarios you're going to see with this type of offense. And the key for it, too, is when you're playing against corners, you want to try to lull them to sleep. And if you're having success in the run game, if you're averaging four, even five yards per carry on a pop, you get a first and 10, and you, your first carry goes for five yards, you're going to probably come back to it. And, you know, you can you can throw it on second and five, but why? If you're getting five yards a pop on the run game, you know, you're going to stick with the run game. And then the moment they start stifling up, tightening up, just try to stop the run, plugging the interior gaps and, and playing guys a little bit tighter on the edge. And you're going to see more eight man boxes. If the Broncos run game is affecting the Seahawks, then that's where the bootleg, the play action, the quick passing game come into fruition for the Broncos. And, and that's how everything is set up for Rich Scangerello. And, you know, you do see variations of that San Francisco offense that Kyle Shanahan ran, but really the concepts, I, I like it. You're, you're matching up very, very speedy, talented wide receivers with smaller guys in the slot. You're lining up very spe- uh, speedy, I'd say Theo Riddick and Kalfani Muhammad, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. You're splitting out your wide, re- uh, your running backs out there at wide receiver, one on one with an inside linebacker. And look, the Broncos they they could have taken advantage of it last week. Kalfani Muhammad wide open, Drew Lock overshot him on that, but it could have been a touchdown. So I think what we're going to look at is how do the starters come in and how do they look against competition? Now, granted, we don't know right now whether or not the starters will play for the Seahawks defensively or if it's going to be their backups because this is game one of the preseason for them. But I, I just I don't know. I, I don't imagine us seeing a scenario where the starters don't play because if the Broncos starters are playing, ideally you might want to want your starters that you're going against opposite to play. I, I don't know. But you know what? That's up to Pete Carroll and the Seahawks staff. We're going to be doing a crossover show this evening with Locked On Seahawks, you guys can have tomorrow morning in your Locked On podcast library for a brand new listening experience. But, you know, for, for the offensive side of the ball, can they control the tempo? Can they set up the run game? And if they're if the run game's working, can they take advantage maybe on third down or maybe on a first down? If you're at midfield, can you take a shot? Can you convert with Emmanuel Sanders? Not Emmanuel Sanders. I wish, I, I wish it was Emmanuel Sanders. But with Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, expect to see a lot of Kelvin McKnight, Trinity Benson, uh, expect to see Nick Williams too getting some reps with the first team offense. They're going to fluctuate guys in and out there, and expect to see a lot of Cortland Sutton. So I would anticipate Joe Flacco 
maybe his first target, if I had to make a projection, I would say his first target is going to go to a tight end, possibly Noah Fant or Cortland Sutton. And uh, we'll talk about why it may not be Jeff Hireman because he's currently added to the injury report. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But for the offense, come in and let's see what you've done so far with the offensive scheme. How many, you know, you're going to get your own guys in practice every day. If that gets tiring sometimes, you're going to get your first team D, you know, you're getting good looks. So how can you do against other competition? The same keys we had last week for the Broncos backups. Can they do it against other competition rather than themselves? The Broncos offense, that's the key for them defensively. Can you limit big plays? If Russell Wilson plays, you cannot allow him to extend plays with his legs. We talked about how dangerous he can be when he rolls out of the pocket. You got to be able to neutralize him. And if it's Paxton Lynch, you got to pressure him. Send the house at him. He's a guy that doesn't like pressure. The moment he feels pressure, he tries to tuck it and run. And, and if we see any indication how the Broncos defense played last week, add the starters into there. You know, if they play that same level of discipline defense, I tell you what, th- th- they can have a lot of success against the Seahawks tomorrow night on the road, 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. We're going to have complete coverage, like I mentioned, over here at Cody Work NFL on Twitter, live tweeting, interacting with everybody at the same exact time. We're getting into segment number two in just a moment. We're going to talk about the quarterback rotation for the Broncos in tomorrow night's game. But before we get into that, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's show. And it's our good friends over there, Five Star Painting, a neighborly company, and they are looking for new owners to join their growing company. And this could be the perfect opportunity for you if you are driven or if you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur. And if you're interested in running your own business, text Five Star to 87000 right now to learn a little bit more today. And when you do Five Star, you got it's F I V E. S-T-A-R-28700. So choosing to start your own business with five-star painting means that you're setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at the business. Now with five-star painting, you can be your own boss. You get to pick your own territory where you want to work. You get to set your own hours and live by your own rules. And you can live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. As a five-star painting owner, you'll also be part of the great neighborly community of home service brands. They've empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry a lot better than Neighborly. They're the best at it. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which you know, which also include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, Mr. Rooter, just a few to name at the top of my head here. And whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R to 87000 to learn more about how a five-star painting franchise can help you get to where you want to go faster than going in it alone. Again, text five stars to 87000 F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Quarterback carousel has been a common term throughout the NFL community in general. Anytime you have a variety of quarterbacks that have different skill sets, there often is a quarterback carousel. But right now, it's not the case with the Denver Broncos. Head coach Vic Fangio gave the media, gave the whole entire world an insight through his mind, through the coaching staff's mind, on how the quarterback rotation is going to go for the Broncos Thursday night when they play the Seattle Seahawks 
on the road in a very, very loud and tough environment. But the good news for Broncos fans, you get your first look at Joe Flacco as the quarterback. Now, there was a poll on the Locked On NFL Net Instagram post. Will the addition of Joe Flacco help the Broncos or will it hurt them? Go over there and check it. Follow it out today just to see what the results were for that. A majority, I believe 70% said it would help the Broncos, and we are feeling the same exact way here. His veteran presence can bring a different dynamic to the Broncos. But this is the first look of Joe Flacco in a Broncos uniform running a Broncos scheme. He's been going through the the whole entire offseason, the minicamp, spring, the OTAs, training camp, learning this new offense, being the first guy in the building every morning. Guys trying to beat him there, but he's always the first one there. He, he has some sort of zen to him where he knows if guys going to try to come in early. He's in the meeting room. He's working with the quarterback's coach. He's working with Rich Scangerello. He's gelling on, on chemistry and timing with the wide receivers. He's doing all the work necessary to be the Broncos starting quarterback. And by far, he is the best Broncos quarterback on the roster. And when you look at all the other quarterbacks play, even in camp, so far even in the preseason, you can see that he is the better option. Now, we haven't seen Joe Flacco in the preseason yet. We're going to get our first look tomorrow. But what I mean is when you look at how he commands the huddle for the Broncos first team at practice, he is miles ahead of where everybody else is, and that's because he's a veteran. He's been doing it a long time. So Joe Flacco gets to start in tomorrow night's matchup against the Seahawks. How many reps, how many series, how many quarters is he going to play? We don't know, but it's going to be probably a limited basis because you don't want to throw your guy out there, risk him getting injured. So I imagine we may see one to two series with Joe Flacco. If there's anything more after that, I myself would be surprised. I was talking with the team source of mind, and and they said, really, don't look for anything outside of two series. So if that happens, that's great. And if Joe Flacco can move the ball and, and get the ball out of his hand quickly, then I think maybe he can get a little bit more. But ideally in week one for the rest of the NFL, but week two for you in the preseason of a five-game preseason slate, I don't see the point in throwing your starting quarterback out there for an entire quarter or even an entire half. Not in week two, but maybe next week when they play the 49ers, maybe that's where you see Joe Flacco for an entire half of football, which is usually that's what happens in the NFL. Case Keenum last year when the Broncos played the Redskins, the starters played the entire first half. So, Almost, if you look at it in comparison, the 49ers game aligns with that same exact timeline. That's when we may see more action from the starters as they get closer to the NFL regular season. But the last preseason game of the year against the Cardinals, more than likely, you're not going to see a single starter play a down of football in that matchup. So the Broncos are going to get their reps tomorrow, and they're also going to get it the next week, and then against the Rams the following week. But with that said, we know Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback for the Broncos tomorrow night. Who's going to be behind him? There was a lot of debate. Drew Locke was getting some reps. He's getting quite a few reps with the second team this week against the Broncos' first team, D. But he is not going to be the number two quarterback behind Joe Flacco tomorrow night. It's going to be Kevin Hogan. And here's the thing. I know Kevin Hogan's gotten a bad rap. If you go on Twitter, you go anywhere, and you, you, you see anything, you type in Kevin Hogan. Broncos fans, the, the common thing that we see on Twitter, at least I've seen it in my mentions, is, why is Kevin Hogan on the roster? Why is he even there? He's not the backup quarterback. He's not going to be the backup quarterback. Why is he taking reps away from Drew Locke? It's plain and simple. He's a veteran. He's miles ahead developmentally than where Drew Locke is right now. And, and like I said, do not be surprised if Kevin Hogan is the number two quarterback for the Broncos this year. Because like I said, Coach Fangio came out and he, he gave clarity to a lot of what he said about Drew Locke. Drew Locke hasn't taken many reps as a quarterback in his career under center. It's a new transition to a new style. He didn't have that pro style offense in college. 
it was just run and gun. It was being the shotgun. It's drop back and it's just unload for a deep ball a lot of time. That's what you saw a lot in the SEC. So what you saw a lot of at Missouri in, in Drew Locke's time there. That's not an indictment on Drew Locke, but Drew Locke didn't have, in my opinion, and, and I think some of the coaches agree with this, the proper coaching to be able to adapt quickly to an offense. Now, Drew Locke is out there every single day, the first quarterback on the field at practice and warm-ups. He's doing a phenomenal job. He's right where he should be. He's developing as a possible quarterback of the future. It's not going to be 2019. It's questionable that it may even be 2020. More than likely, I would say the time frame on Drew Locke is maybe for him to take over and to get quarterback reps in 2021 for the Broncos. So does that mean that he gets to sit behind Kevin Hogan and Joe Flacco for a year? There wouldn't be any harm to that, in my opinion. You're protecting your long-term investment. Granted, you know, he's going to have to come in whenever he does, and he's going to have to perform to expectations. He's going to have to live up to it. And if he doesn't, then you know what? The Broncos might have to look somewhere else, but I highly doubt that given the situation the Broncos have dealt with when it comes to quarterback over the last couple of years since Peyton Manning retired. So you're going to see Joe Flacco. You're going to see Kevin Hogan. He's going to get some reps. And more than likely, Vic Fangio said that there's a high possibility that Drew Locke is the one who closes out the game because he mentioned that Brett Rippon, he may or may not play. So right now it's 50-50 for Brett Rippon. If Joe Flacco comes out and plays a couple of series, as expected, you can see him for maybe part of the first quarter, Kevin Hogan first and the second quarter, and then maybe Drew Locke the third and the fourth quarter. I mean, that's that's how it looks if we're going by that formula. Now, if you play Joe Flacco for a couple of series, you have Kevin Hogan going for quarters two and then a little bit of quarter three, or actually, you know what, I, w- I want to rephrase that. If Joe Flacco plays two series, ideally you're still in the first quarter. So there's the first quarter. Kevin Hogan comes in the rest of the first quarter, the entire second quarter. Bam, he's done after halftime. Drew Locke comes in, third quarter. And then maybe you give the fourth quarter to Brett Rippon. But I, right now I would say my first suggestion that I brought up when it comes to Joe Flacco, Kevin Hogan getting a couple quarters, and then Drew Locke getting the third and fourth quarter, I think that's a little bit more realistic for where we're at. And we may not see Brett Rippon play this game, which, you know, he didn't have that great of a game either in terms of his reads. He struggled in his rookie debut in the NFL. Same thing with Drew Locke. But they want to get Drew Locke more reps as time goes on, and it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the backup quarterback in 2019. They're getting him reps so he can understand how things are going to go. You get better by going with live action reps against other competition. You don't always get better by just going against your guys that you're used to playing up against practice every single day. It doesn't make you better in the long run unless you're going against Von Miller and those guys that starting defense every day. Then you get better. But even by that means, you don't actually get to go out there and fully be yourself as a quarterback until you're going against another team where there are no restrictions. So that's something to monitor there. And we'll get into our kind of expectations on the Broncos side of things when we do our crossover show with Locked On Seahawks tomorrow. And we're going to get into our final segment of tonight's show coming up in just a moment. We're going to go through the Broncos injury report, which new additions to the injury report impact the Broncos, possibly in the short term to the long term. We talk about that coming up in just a moment. But before we get into that, I got to tell you guys about the new Locked On NFL. It is completely on fire right now. Last week for the Locked On NFL podcast, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows on the network. And you get expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. 
Okay, diving into our final segment on today's episode of Locked On Broncos over here at the Locked On NFL Network. We're going to go through the injury report. Now, it's expected the Broncos starters to play. We mentioned at the top of the hour when we talked about the starters playing, there will be no Bryce Callahan against the Seahawks. No no significant injury. We're not worried about that. Coach Fangio's not worried about that. They just don't want to throw him out there in the preseason after he had his foot stepped on a couple weeks ago at the stadium scrimmage. They're not going to put him in risk at risk just yet. You can expect to see almost everybody else, though. The only guy that's really kind of questionable right now is Jeff Hireman. He dealt with a little bit of a shoulder injury in the last couple of days. Coach Fangio says he may or may not play, so his status entering Thursday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. Right now, it's it's questionable. And so it, it brings me to my point. We look at that tight end room. We just talked about it. I mean, the Broncos have been dealt with injuries. Jake Butt, still not practicing. Bug Howard, not practicing yet, but maybe on the up and up next week with that ankle injury. And then now Jeff Hireman with the shoulder injury. Right now, the severity of it's not really known. Coach Fangio did say, though, there is a he may or may not play. So that doesn't give us much besides a 50-50 chance of him going out there on Thursday tomorrow night and playing against the Seahawks. I mean, the likelihood of that happening, I, I'm not sure we're going to see that. I don't know if they want to risk that. So I think the Broncos would be more than comfortable starting off with just three tight ends. You have Noah Fant, you have Austin Four, and then you have Troy Fumagalli. I, I think they may go with a three tight end rotation tomorrow night, and I think they're perfectly okay with that. Noah Fant obviously getting some more reps. You could probably expect him to start and Troy Fumagalli to be behind him, Austin Fort being the third tight end for the Broncos as they enter tomorrow's matchup. We talked about the impact of the injuries that have just hit them. We talked about in the offseason, tight end. We talked about inside backer being the two positions where the Broncos have question marks, where depth is a, a tremendous issue for them. And we found the emergence of guys like Austin Fort in training camp and, and practice like that, but we haven't seen it. We didn't see that carry over into the Hall of Fame game. So for Austin Fort, he's looking for a little bit of more of a bounce back game in the receiving game. I thought the tight ends did a relatively good job last week in the Hall of Fame game of blocking. Jeff Hireman looked really good. Noah Fant looked very aggressive. Austin Fort was pretty decent a lot of times. I think that's something we got to see more of. I I want to see a little bit more of Troy Fumagalli. I want to see what he can do to step up. But right now, the timetable for Jeff Hireman is, is nothing too serious. Maybe this week he'll be out, but possibly next week he'll be back. If he doesn't play this week, he'll be back next week more than likely. So, with Jeff Hireman going out, you know, we talk about just the blow. Injuries can just linger with a team right now. And unfortunately, the Broncos have been caught with a little bit of an injury bug to them. All three inside linebackers, of the key guys that we're talking about rotational, Joe Jones, we talked about him yesterday, partially torn triceps. who's going to miss a few weeks of uh, the preseason for the Broncos. So expect him back for the regular season. Josie Jewell, not going to play this week, but Coach Vangio says he doesn't believe it's a long-term injury. Uh, with this side, with an oblique strain, that's what he's got. That's what is diagnosed as. So Josie Jewell, he won't be playing this week. No Todd Davis with the calf strain. So right in there, you take out your two starting inside linebackers and a good rotational guy. You can expect maybe Alexander Johnson and Keyshawn B. Area maybe to get the start tomorrow. We'll obviously announce starting lineups when game time gets a little bit closer and we get things kicked off. But I, I to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised the Broncos don't even announce what their starting lineup necessarily is. But because the starters are involved, we may see that a little bit. They may they may announce that. But expect to see a lot of Alexander Johnson, Keyshawn Bieria, Josh Watson. Expect to see a lot of Joe Deneen late in that game or even late in the first half for the Broncos at inside linebacker. And, uh, you know, really we take a look at the secondary. Can the Broncos come out of this week's matchup against the Seahawks healthy? Last week they did a relatively good job outside of losing Joe Jones in the first 
I would say the first part of uh, the game. I mean, I think it was in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. They lost him right away after, I think, after the first defensive series. If they can come away with this relatively healthy, and I think the biggest thing, too, you know, you don't want your starters to go down. You don't want them to get injured. Von Miller is going to play, and you just got to you, – you don't want him to uh, get injured. So I wouldn't expect maybe Von Miller to be going a full 110% as we normally see him in the regular season. I think even when he goes 80%, he could still wreck a game. He's still a very dominant football player. But I think you may see him take things light. But then again, I could be completely surprised. This is just me speculating right now. But if I'm looking at my guy who is the uh, premier defensive player – for my defense and for my football team, my superstar, I may want to limit him a little bit in terms of what he's going to do against the opposing offense just because it is week two of the NFL preseason. You have a long regular season, I would say, gamut that you got to run from the time it kicks off in September with the week one opener to the week 17 and, and possibly the playoffs, which the Broncos are hoping to get back into next season it's going to be a tough road so they're going to need everybody to contribute it's going to be fun i'm looking forward to seeing bradley chubb i'm looking forward to see justin simmons chris harris jr and really just continuation of isaac yadam with no bryce callahan to probably expect isaac yadam to get the start um you could see chris harris jr and isaac yadam playing on the outside you could see horace richardson start in the slot i mean i'm just throwing out different kind of possibilities here nothing set in stone it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that obviously kareem jackson has a strong safety Simmons as a free safety. More than likely, we talked about possibilities of the inside backer position. D-line, you're going to see Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Derek Wolf, Adam Gotsis, Shelby Harris. You're going to see those guys lug- rotating in and plugging in on those uh, key positions there. So, you know, it's going to be fun. You know, I, I know everyone doesn't like the preseason. A lot of people don't like it because, oh, we don't always get to see the starters play all the time. I love watching the young guys. I love watching the veterans. And we're going to see a double dosage of both. We're going to see the starters in the first half. We're going to see the other guys in probably the midway through the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. We're going to see these guys continue to battle for a roster spot. I, I want to see Kalfani Muhammad. Is Theo Riddick going to be thrown into the mix tomorrow night? I don't know, but I'm, I'm excited to see Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. And we this is a possibility, but the Broncos could hold some starters out. I mean, some of the key guys, they may they may hold out. That's something that some usually happens last minute, right before some of these preseason games. You expect somebody's going to play, and then bam. I mean, even last year, you know, we were expecting against the Minnesota Vikings, we were expecting Von Miller to play. They held him out last minute. He went through pregame warm-ups. They said, okay, you're not going, and he didn't get to play in that game. So there could be something similar this year, but I, I suspect with the coaching staff that they have now, Von, Von Miller, I think he's going to play a couple series. And I think Coach Fangio has been very open with the media and with the public about his expectation, what, what's going to happen. And really what we see from his plans, we've seen that happen in preseason. We've seen it happen in practice. So Coach Fangio, a man of his word, no ambiguity from him. And you know what? I like that. I know Broncos country likes it as well. So don't forget, tomorrow morning, brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos is going to be a crossover show with Lockdown Seahawks previewing tomorrow night's matchup. How much of the Seahawks are we going to see? We're going to get an inside look from the local experts from the Seattle Seahawks market, and you're obviously going to hear the Broncos side of things over here, Locked On Broncos. Very excited about that, but that'll do it for today's episode of the podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, Broncos country, be sure to retweet and share out anytime a new episode drops over there on Twitter, on Facebook, in the groups, whatever you guys can do to continue to promote the show. We appreciate you guys. We see every little thing that you do, and we couldn't do the show without you guys. So Broncos country, Game time is approaching. I mean, it was a short turnaround. We had the Hall of Fame game last week. Bam, we're already close to game day here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Post-game report following tomorrow night's matchup as well. So pre-game tomorrow morning, 
And then following tomorrow night's matchup, bam, post game for your Friday commute to work. And if you just want to listen to it over the weekend, we got you covered with a complete analysis and insight over here on Locked On Broncos.